is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. Today I have an interesting guest that normally I don't really interview this kind of um, expertise, but I want to share with you because I think she's different. So let me introduce you to Sandy Bo. Um, Sandy is a founder of. Prosperous, the podcast, and Prosperous School of Self-Realization. Sandy is a student of yoga science who studied comprehensive medication courses and taught at American Meditation Institute. Through direct experience, Sandy has since then um, formed her own insight and unique path of service to the world. Sandy supports others in bringing the gap between the outer world of achievements and the inner world of spiritual fulfillment. She offers a heart-centered holistic approach that integrates the mind, body, spirit, and guides individuals, no matter how busy, to experience the life's greatest prosperity observation would be for you. Thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me. That was a very warm introduction. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited because, like, you know, like the core message of this podcast would be, "Hey, you have to build a business to support your lifestyle, not the other way around." So, before you get there, what exactly do you want in life, and how can we shorter the gap and make it the best life ever? Because you don't know how long you're gonna live here in this world, right? And you want to live the world with the best feeling ever, that no regret. Like that's somehow my religions. I would say live without regret. So before we get into the the um, sweet stuff, can you share with me about how you start your entrepreneurial journey or your spiritual journey? Yeah, I I would say that it's it's all encompassing, right? The spiritual and the entrepreneurial journey. I think that anyone who has that thirst or that quench or that hunger to know what is more out there. You know, we often will merge those two worlds and we realize that one isn't separate of the other, but the mind is a very interesting thing because we have this part of our minds that's the conscious mind, it's our ego, it's our analytical mind that will constantly try to compartmentalize and it will say, okay, when you're in this box, this is who you are. And when you're in this box, this is who you are. So my path kind of started off in that way where I felt like I was living in this one box and this one box was that, you know, I was a college student and I felt the pressure of outside society that I needed to 
graduate and get really high GPAs so that I could go into school and be part of the workforce. Um, also being a first generation uh, Asian American too, for me, it was really important that, and being a big sister too, it was really important that I kind of modeled a great behavior and I showed the way. And by doing that, I had a lot of pressure on my own shoulders. And every Asian American that I've ever talked to, they want to provide for their parents one day. You know, we all have that dream of, I want to buy a home for my mom and my dad and all that stuff. So at a very young age, even before college, I put a lot of pressure on myself and it got worse when I was in college. And, you know, that pressure eventually began to take over me. And I started to ask myself this question of who am I really? Because every day I would go and put my head into the books. I would work three different jobs and, and, and I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going. I don't even know what I want. And I was just keeping myself busy. And I got to a point where I contemplated um, that, you know, first of all, this isn't how life is going to be, or this isn't how it's supposed to be. And if this is how it's supposed to be, then I don't want it. And so there was a point where I experienced a very deep depression and I had a few events that eventually led me there. And it was about a three-year period where I just felt so disconnected from myself, so disconnected from reality. And I got to this point where I thought that the only answer was to take my own life. And it was that summer that I found that it wasn't about dying in a physical way, but it was about killing the ego. It was about dying before we die. And in a lot of different traditions, or at least in the yoga science, the Vedic tradition, when we talk about death, it's not really about the physical death, but it's about this, these old parts of yourself in what, what I call external programming, where you were born into the world as this very pure, radiant essence. And when you grow up, you, it's kind of like you have a video camera and you're just recording everything that's happening within your reality. So whatever your mom says, your dad says, or whatever society teaches you, you start absorbing it and adopting it to be true. And sometimes it really isn't who you truly are at your core. And that's why some of us, we feel so lost, disconnected. We keep ourselves busy and we're like hardworking entrepreneurs. But part of that hard work is to prevent ourselves from actually looking at what's inside. And so as I had that, I would call it an awakening, you know, that spiritual awakening where I realized wait a second, this isn't how my life is supposed to be. I did die that day. And, and that, that death was really the death of my old ego. And through that death, I was able to completely be so raw. It, it, you know, it just feels like you're a baby all over again. And you just have to trust in God or the universe or Buddha or Jesus, whoever it is that you want to call that you want to believe in. I like to call it the divine to guide you along the way. And you just have to trust that. And it was through that path that I eventually was led to my meditation teacher, who was my first spiritual teacher. And he taught me everything that I needed to know to realize this truth about myself. So I spent a whole year where I shut down my internet. I shut down my, my uh, social media accounts. I had a blog at that time, shut all that down. And I committed to this. And it was through that path that eventually led me here. And then turning it into an entrepreneurial adventure, you know, was another journey in itself. Yeah. 
how do you feel after you able to what you mentioned about the death and also how you conquer that and come back as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I mean, first it's it's in realizing that who you are is so much than your identity, right? When when we say that we're killing the ego, it's recognizing that you are not your identity. You are not the roles that you play. So every day we go throughout life and we show up as who people know us as, right? Mm. So you're the podcast host, you're the entrepreneur, your mom knows you as her daughter, your dad, your dad knows you as his daughter, your sister knows you as, you know, her sister, your friend knows you as your friend. So you have all these different roles and all these different identities that people know you as the businesswoman. But you are so much more than that. So when you're killing the ego, you're recognizing that I am not my ego. I am not my mind. I am not my body. I am beyond that. So what is that? What is that? And it's through learning how to coordinate your mind through meditation is when you begin to see yourself more clearly. It's like if you had a lampshade, like you see how I have that lamp over there and you see how it has shade. So if I put... 20 shades of lamp of, of, of that lampshade over, you probably wouldn't be able to see that there's light underneath. So part of when you're killing the ego is you're taking off that lampshade, you're sh- taking off the shade and the darkness and, and all the shadows and layers of who you thought you were and who society made you to be or who the world wanted you to be. And then you end up appearing as your true self. So when I started to do that, I found very close, like very near and dear that meditation was my calling. And I thought that I was going to be rocking high heels in New York City, doing public relations, advertising, marketing for other companies. That was my degree that I graduated with communications and marketing. But I ended up being this, you know, barefooted woman that just wanted to live a simple and peaceful life. But I was living in two separate worlds, right? I was like, you know, meditation might be my calling, but I'm not going to make any money doing that. And I had that belief. So I was like, okay, so I'll teach meditation for, I was teaching a little bit at the American Meditation Institute where I studied with my teacher. So I'll teach meditation there for free. And then on my other time, I'll be a saleswoman, you know, so I was selling solar and I, you know, help people put solar on their roofs. And so I lived two separate worlds. On one hand, I was this very, you know, um, simplistic and very divine feminine meditation teacher. And on the other hand, I had my hair tied back. I was wearing a uniform and I was very in a more masculine energy and I was in sales and I was one of the top performing saleswomen on my team. And I led a team of men as well. And it just started to compete with each other. There was a lot of friction between those two worlds. And it eventually it led me to a point where I I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't keep up with anymore. And the universe put me in a position where I really had to see that clearly. Sometimes we don't want to listen until something happens so that we can actually listen. And so I ended up um, transitioning out of that. And I was like, you know what, if this is my calling, then let that be my life. So I quit that job when I was making really great money at a very young age. I was like 21, 22 years old. And I decided that meditation would be my life path. And I decided that I'm worthy of receiving compensation for it. And I'm, I'm worthy of um, 
being receiving money, receiving energy. I mean, what is it anyways? It's all the divine. It's all coming from the same source. So why is my mind mentalizing it and saying, oh, because I'm teaching something that's so sacred that I can't receive, you know, support for it. So I went through a lot to kind of believe that and get there and actually feel like I'm living in harmony and in a place of complete service. And it eventually led me here. So I've been doing this for the past um, four years, four or five years as a, as a business now, but I really don't see it that way. I see it as a service and that's what so many businesses are. You know, for me and you to be talking right now, somebody had to have a business of a computer and somebody had to have a business of Zoom and somebody had to have a business of these microphones and these cameras. So it, it all is service. And so when I started to recognize that, I was like, okay, then let this be my life. And, and it's literally what I've been doing for the past few years. Yeah, that's amazing. And do you think that is your stubbornness that takes so long to realize who you actually are? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And I think that a lot of it is our, our stubbornness. There's like this resistance that comes from it. And I think a lot of it is that external programming because we want to be relatable. We think to ourselves, well, if I become who I truly am behind all these lenses of who people think that I am, what if I'm not relatable? What if I'm too different? What if people don't like me? What if people judge me? Because it's so different than what you know, people might know you to be as you're literally shedding, you're like a snake, you're shedding those old layers and those skins of who you used to be. And you begin to soften and soften and soften into your true beingness. And so there's a lot of this, like you hold on, you cling to things, right? And the Buddha says, you can only lose what you cling to. And so many of us, we lose ourselves in the clinging to our identities. And we, we lose sight of who we are, but when you actually learn to surrender and to let go and to watch what it is to be what it is, allow it to simply be what it is without judging it, without identifying with it or attaching yourself to it, you become who you want to be without even trying because it's the nature of who you are. It's the Sat-Chit-Anand, Ananda, which is you know, that in eternal bliss and happiness and consciousness, it's all within you, that freedom is already within you. And you just become that. So in one hand, yes, it's our stubbornness nature of, no, I need to hold on to this because this identity is what protects me. This identity is what makes me money. If I don't have this, then how am I going to be able to make money? And we end up, we end up being a slave to money, or we end up being a slave to our business versus recognizing that, our highest um, ideal is to know who we are and to find peace within ourselves. And through that, we really get to serve and lead in the world in a way where um, we don't have to compromise our own nature, right? Like you talked a lot in the beginning about how you need to set a lifestyle around, you need to set your business around your lifestyle and not the other way around. So when you realize that you're not going to be a slave to your business, you're not going to overwork, you're not going to lose sleep, you're not going to deprive yourself of food and nourishment and energy, you're going to prioritize the things that actually align your mind, body, spirit with the way that you're showing up and serving the world. And when you start doing that, you know, the, what people call manifestations, you're literally just manifestation is really when 
you break, you take those experiences that are in your mind or those callings that come to you and you turn it into part of your man, your humanness, like you're, you're manifesting that into this physical experience. So you receive that easier because there's no friction anymore. You're not fighting against it anymore. You're literally just in it and you're allowing yourself to be in it. Yeah, I mean, this makes more sense than I bet you have heard. Like many people say that if you want to be that person, you have to think as Eve or like fake it till you make it. And that's somehow not what we are talking about currently. This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing, like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a pretty sized lady who are looking for high quality apparels as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. It's actually let it go, be who you really are, and you will get there eventually. And the time will tell whether that is the right or wrong. Yeah, and I think the notion of fake it till you make it, it really depends on what what lens are you looking this through? If I had glasses mm. right now, I can see with a different view, right? So what lens are you looking through? If you're looking through the lens from the psych- psychology of, you know, um, think about what you want and then you will attract it into your experience, right? Just keep thinking about it and keep pretending to be it and you'll attract it into your experience. You can look through that lens or you can look into it the lens of like, you know, realize who you are, your deepest nature, you know, because because on one hand, if you think about what you want and you pretend to be that right now, how do you know that at the conscious mind that is asking for that, how do you know that that's coming from a truly intentional place? Like you might say to yourself, okay, if I want to be a multimillionaire, right? If I want to be a really successful multimillionaire, I'm going to pretend to be all those things right now. I'm literally going to act like I'm a multimillionaire and I'm going to have all of those things. And that's your desire. That's beautiful. Like anyone, anyone can choose their own path and whatever works for them. Right. And so that's your desire. You go and you be that, and you might just become that multimillionaire, but you might just realize, wait a second, there's more. There's more to life than just being a multimillionaire. I realize that when I have money, I can do all these things. I can serve all these people, bring all of my desires into this reality, but there's more like what, what there's a story about the monk who sold his Ferrari. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard that book, but it's a pretty popular book. I've never read it myself, but just the title itself was very attractive. You know, it's, it's very similar to the monk who sold his Ferrari you know, where this very successful gentleman ended up giving everything away. How many stories have we heard like that to become a monk? Why? Because he was searching for something more. And so in my eyes, there's two different ways that you can fake it till you make it. You can, you can choose the path of your desires and that's okay. Like your desires are always leading you somewhere and you'll eventually get there that way too. Or you can just realize that your nature your divine nature is who you are and you can just choose to be devoted to that path right now. So when you choose that, the way that you show up in your life is completely different. You just, your, your greatest desire is for peace because when you're at peace, you have presence. And when you're present, you can be fully in the moment. And when you're fully in the moment, you know, you're just surrendering into however the conversation is meant to unfold or however the experience is meant to unfold, you allow, so you don't force anymore. And it's just like one wave that leads into the next wave in the ocean. One, one scenario leads into the next and your life is like this 
big grand adventure and every moment is just wow you know every moment is exhilarating you know there's so much there's so much that's happening you're never bored and it's such a different way of living yeah what we are doing here right i'm totally like go from what you are speaking currently so let's talk a little bit about your program the self-realization and prosperous school like what was the ideas that you started this school and what is this program is about? Yeah, so I've been teaching meditation for almost the past decade. I just came into that realization last year. I was like, oh my goodness, I've been doing this for almost the past decade. And I have learned a lot. I've worked with different people in different professions and in all different industries. And what I learned is that so many people um, feel like they have to live in two separate worlds where they have this outer world of, oh, it's either I live a successful life and I have a successful business and I make money and I live in the nice house and all these things, or I go on the spiritual path where I have peace and I have fulfillment, where I have that sense of intimate connection with myself and it's one or the other. And what I learned is that we don't have to choose between what's one or the other. Again, we're going back to compartmentalizing and saying, this is who I am and this is who I am and this is who I am, like putting ourselves into boxes. When we can, we're not meant to live in a box, we're meant to live beyond the boxes. And part of that is in realizing that you can bridge the gap between these two worlds, the outer world of your thoughts and your words and your actions with the inner world of your own inner wisdom. So what is the mechanism in order to do that? It's meditation. So the meditation that I teach is a five element meditation that is a blend of yoga science. It's a blend of Ayurveda. It's a, a blend of the um, Chinese chi system where you harmonize with your own body. You realize that you are five elements, earth, air, space, water, fire. You realize that you are those elements, but you harmonize with it. And then you're no longer fighting against it. You begin to literally harmonize with nature in the way that it has different seasons and it's cyclical. We are cyclical as human beings as well. We have different seasons within us. So then I created Prosperous School of Self-Realization last year during the pandemic because I received an insight that people were ready for it. People were ready to learn more about this. People were not ready to learn, but they were ready to integrate it and actually embody it and not just talk about it, but they were actually ready to be, become that. And so it's more of a lifestyle holistic program that teaches people tools and modalities, different breathing techniques. It teaches them how to create the set containers within their day-to-day -day life so that they're no longer um, a slave to their mind. They actually are the teacher of their mind and they are the creator of their mind and they start creating whatever realities that they want. So through that 90, it's a 90 day program. And I've seen a lot of amazing things happen through those 90 days. I've seen women, you know, completely realize that they don't, they don't have to be anxious all the, the time and they've changed their experience with anxiety and they no longer have anxiety. It's just a state of their mind that they've learned how to change. Or I've had women that um, left jobs that they were in for a long time because they realized that there was something greater and they don't have to stay stuck in that anymore. Or even ending relationships that you force yourself to be in because you think that, um, you think that, 
it's your end all be all or you you just can't leave it because you have all these memories that are attached to it will you learn how to actually be brave enough to leave the things that are no longer serving you because you know that you're just making room for more things to come so it's a it's been a really great program and uh, it was a great way of just bringing that into the world because more and more people are ready to bridge that gap and to know I don't have to choose between one or the other. You, you can be barefooted or you can wear high heels. You can make a great amount of money and you can teach meditation and spirituality or whatever it is that you want. There's no rules to this. And every great spiritual tradition in the world is bringing forth the same message, but it's the way that we've been taught through religious you know, organizations that kind of rob us of the ability to know the spiritual essence and its nature. And we end up making it feel like it needs to be in a box again, you know? So that's what Prosperous really helps people to do. Yeah, I always say, so I'm operation strategist, right? So that's how I think. So clients always come to me with the ideas and creativity, but then my job have to streamline things. So I have to make all of the things into the box, like you mentioned. And those who doesn't have the logical mind, like masculine energy that you mentioned, so much they would not understand and don't know how to explain what exactly do they want at the creative side that they worked before so i totally get it but at certain point yeah if you want to scale things at the large level like if you really want to make a larger impact that is not the thing that you couldn't deny to make it like into a box however if you want to make things special for individually that is the thing that you can do it and yeah use your creativity and your calling to keep it going yeah and i do want to speak to that because i know that there are people who are very type a who are busy all the time and they hear stuff like this like what do you what do you mean this box is like saving my life right now like i need structure i need logic and all that stuff and i get it i've, I've been there i mean that was me um but what i will tell you is that there's a blend of both. We don't have to give up one for the yeah. other. And especially when you're when you're learning how to surrender, it is important for you to have some type of some type of structure. And that's why the way that I teach meditation, it gives them a little bit of discipline and structure so that they can be free. And it actually rewires and teaches the mind in a very slow and gentle way. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Like you do 60 seconds of meditation a day and then you realize, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like, okay, that actually makes me feel better. And then through those 60 seconds, you start feeling good about it. So then you start surrendering into more and you surrender into more. It's not like you're just like, okay, that's it. I surrender everything. I'm giving up my entire life and I'm just going to go and, you know, be a monk and, you know, be in a cave and, and learn how to meditate. It's very different. And it's, it's when you're, when you're a householder, when you have a business, when you have people to take care of, when you have teams, like I do myself, I mean, I have a team and I have a business and everything, but I told them, hey, I'm going away for five days for a silent or six days for a silent meditation retreat. But I've gotten, I've built myself up to a place where even my schedule accommodates that, where I work on a biweekly basis. So I'm, I work one week and one week I'm off. So my team knows that. And I've, I've slowly built it up to that place where it makes sense. It wasn't just like, okay, bye, see ya, I'm gone. And then it's very abrupt, right? So I want people to know that you have to surrender from that, that very masculine structure. In some ways it keeps you safe. And it's just about slowly, slowly changing those structures 
and maybe even making that box bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger so that you don't feel so confined anymore. And then eventually you'll realize that this, this box was just keeping you safe and you can think it and you can honor it. And then you can also say, my time is, is over now and I'm ready to move on to something different. And I thank you for keeping me in this place, but now I'm ready for more and I'm ready to, to be more of who I am. And then yeah. you can just you know, bless it and be who you are and just be free. You don't have to be stuck. Yeah. In like you have to need to compare to other people how they live their life, right? You choose right. it and you have the best that support your life. Exactly what you just mentioned. And I think because there are so many cookie cutter way of success, like for the fast money scheme, you know, that people go into that path a lot. And I couldn't blame that. I, I did believe in that at the very beginning of entrepreneurial journey as well. So it's kind of like how you can get unstuck from that. And yeah, have to listen from other experts like you to understand that actually there are more ways to get unstuck from yourself and there are more ways to feel faithful and live the life that you always want. So in case anyone want to work with you, how can they reach out to you then? Yeah, you can find me on www.sandyvoe, that's V as in victory, O.com. And you can find all the information about my programs on there and ways you can work with me. And you can listen to my podcast. It's called Prosperous, the podcast, where I talk a lot more about this as well. Yeah, yeah it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much for joining Get Us Stuck Radio today, Sandy. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a wonderful conversation. Likewise. Thank you. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.